schadenfreude everybody must have screamed ah he's a sung hero a little pushy pushy are you back from listening to stairway to heaven twice now those are just words i looked up on the internet unreasonable doubt a podcast about west virginia university basketball starts now hello from the studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt. This is episode 15, and West Virginia lost their first must-win game tonight. They lost at home to Kansas, 76-62. Kansas sitting at number three in the AP poll. I believe Purdue lost earlier this week. Houston may be number one, but Kansas will have a case for number one. It's a human poll. It doesn't matter. Really, it doesn't matter. But what matters is how good Kansas is, and they are really good. How do they do that? How do they win the national championship, lose a a number of guys to the NBA, and still look like that? How do they do it? How do they look like – how do they not miss a shot? <laughs> Remember what? Remember when West Virginia was not missing shots? I remember. I may have said some things on this podcast. This team has the possibility to be the best offensive team that Huggins has ever had. Things are coming back down to earth in a in a rapid way, and this conference will do that. Don't get me wrong, but also, I mean, look at it: seventy six in an overtime game versus Kansas State. 60 in Stillwater, and you barely break 60. Listen, this game was never in doubt for Kansas. I mean, West Virginia cut it to five, I think, late in the second half. But that was – it was like a predator animal toying with its food, like playing with it, like a big cat, just just toying around, just pawing at it. I've got you. I'm going to eat you, but I can mess around a little bit. That's how good Kansas was tonight. I mean, you can see it with six minutes left, the Kansas players talking to each other, like uh, not clowning West Virginia, but obviously caring very little about <laughs> what was happening because they had it they had it in hand. It was, it was not in doubt. So what do you do with this result? Again, what I would argue this was a must-win game, so you get more than one must-win game. That's how it's – it's weird. You would think a must-win game means there's only one of them. And I would argue <laughs> you get a number of must-win games. I remember last year, <laughs> keeping track of how many must-win games West Virginia had. But we're here again, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But uh, kudos to Kansas. I don't know how they do it. And the Big 12 Conference, I'm you know in my mind, West Virginia's at home, sold-out crowd. Kansas is coming all the way from Lubbock. Their last game was in Lubbock. They didn't lose that game. So you don't get Kansas coming off of a loss. West Virginia losing a couple of games, get to come back home. No, it's not ideal to try to get right versus a top five team in the country. But I did convince myself that at least it was going to be a close game. And it, it was not, it was never, it was never close. And Kansas finishes the game shooting 42%, uh, but they made a ton of threes. And West Virginia struggled on offense. They (laughs) – I'm talking in circles. And this conference, there's been 15 games 
where a Big 12 team plays another Big 12 team. And 10 of those 15 games, the road team has won. Unfortunately, West Virginia accounts for two of the Big 12's home wins with Kansas State beating West Virginia at home and Oklahoma State beating West Virginia at home. But you look at the results today, Texas, they went to Oklahoma State and they beat them 56-46. I turned that game on with a little over three minutes left in the first half and watched until halftime. Nobody scored a point. (laughs) It was really good defense from both teams. Obviously, Texas, you hate to play Texas coming off a game where they gave up 116 because they are good at defense despite giving up 116. And so they proved that in Stillwater, holding Oklahoma State to under 50. Iowa State goes to Fort Worth on that stupid-looking court and gets a three late and beats TCU. Iowa State is 3-0 in the Big 12. Kansas State goes to Baylor. Jalen Bridges made a shot to send that game to overtime, but Kansas State pulls it out, and they're 3-0 in the Big 12 and they get a road win. And then Oklahoma, who lost their first two games at Norman, goes to Lubbock, which historically has been a tough place to win, and they beat the Red Raiders in overtime, 68-63. So five Big 12 games a day, five road victories. And West Virginia has played Kansas, who was 3-0 in the conference, and Kansas State, who was 3-0 in the conference. So, <laughs> I, like, I don't know what to do from here. Can't, uh, Bob Huggins, he's using, he's using fix-it language already. <laughs> I thought I had it fixed, and I don't have it fixed. Don't give up on the team. Don't give up on us. and uh, Johnson did not play in this game. He had uh, he was in concussion protocol. Jose Perez still no decision with him, and so Joe Toussaint started and he did okay, but he didn't. Uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? In the, I guess I talked about this some last year in the rationalization department, but just logically because this conference is amazing. Uh, the top of this conference is really good and the bottom of this conference is not bad. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a solid, I don't know who's arguing a conference is better than the big 12 from, from one to your, to your worst team. And I talked about this last year, West Virginia was last in the big 12, but they were the best worst team in a conference, according to computers and whatnot. And so I'll ask again, and I'm not saying this is true for West Virginia, but in theory, putting no names with teams, if you are the worst team in a 10-team conference, but you are the 10th best team in the country, so like you're the worst in a conference, but you're better than everybody else, your record, you would, you could lose all 18 games in conference and in theory still be the 10th best team. This sounds like an SEC football podcast. (laughs) 
I'm making an SEC argument here. I'm just saying I'm not I'm not saying that West Virginia is the tenth best team in the country, but it seems like they're at the bottom of this of this conference three games in, and they are they're they're tied for eighth with two other zero and three teams. Baylor is zero and three. That's a weird sentence to say. And Texas Tech is zero and three. A little less weird, but still weird. But somebody's got to be zero and three. Do you are you saying Texas Tech is a bad team? Uh, you've got four. You've got you've got four ten and five teams. Four teams in this conference that have ten wins and five losses. And West Virginia is one of them. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice. And if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? I mean, Kansas City was doing ring around the rosy today. Will they do that in the playoffs? Can you bet if <laughs> if the Kansas City Chiefs is going to do a ring around the rosy play? I'll look for it on DraftKings Sportsbook. I wouldn't put it past them. Here's what you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Where do we where does West Virginia go from here? The offense is not what it was. It still seems like a lot of standing. The the rebounding that looked good in the first two games on the road did not look good this evening. Kansas was just out hustling West Virginia for balls. And, uh, I mean, Eric Stevenson did not have it. Eric Stevenson did not have it. Eric Stevenson, uh, he shot a lot and he didn't make a lot. Like, he shot a lot of times. Made very few. Continued to shoot. And they were tough shots. But even the shots that were easier – he was having a rough go. We all saw that shot. That was he missed a bad shot, somehow got the ball again two feet from the basket and shot it like I would have shot it when I was 11 in Biddy League basketball. Super nervous because there was 20 people in the stands, including my parents, and just ricocheted off the backboard. Eric Stevenson shot a nervous Josh Witt shot when he was 11 in Biddy League basketball. And Eric Stevenson, Eric Stevenson is not in Biddy League basketball. He is he is a fifth-year senior. This is his final year of eligibility. He apologized for his behavior in the Oklahoma State game on Friday and then cut to tonight, and he was pressing. He was pressing. He was wearing the Grinch KD shoes. He, he was really not letting the game come to him. He was trying to... He was he was overdoing it and just kept overdoing it for the whole game. That was not in foul trouble. You know, West Virginia didn't foul a ton this game. So that's that's something, right? Is that a bright spot for the team? 
it's a it's a it's a dark it's a dark place three games in to be zero and three in in the conference because the last as I talked about on the last podcast the last time you started zero and three in the conference uh, guys got kicked off the team and you I'm not gonna do the I'm not gonna tell you how that that season ended because I said I, I I said on the internet that I wouldn't talk about that game anymore. I'm not even going to tell you what I'm talking about. I'm just not going to do it. You know what I'm talking about. 2019. You know you know what happened. You have both know. I'm not but I'm not talking about it. I am kind of talking about it, but I'm not going to say I'm not going to give specifics, but if you've ever listened to this podcast, you know what I'm talking about, but I'm not going to talk about it, but I'm talking about it. But that's the last time you started 0 and 3 in the Big 12. And there's just not <laughs> – I mean, look at the schedule. The next game, home for Baylor. Home team doesn't win in this conference. Then you go to Oklahoma. You, In theory, that's a, that's a chance to win because Oklahoma doesn't win at home. But you don't beat Oklahoma. You're in a rough spot with them. Then two more home games against TCU, who lost a day but – They've been really impressive and had like one of the longest winning streaks before losing today. Then you play Texas, who is who has won two road games. You play Texas at home and they win on the road. Then you go to Lubbock. Then you play Auburn at home and just keep on filling in the blanks. And then you finish. Check this out. The last three games. West Virginia plays are against the three teams that are three and zero in the conference. <laughs> I mean, before the season, you look at that and it's like, yeah, Kansas. You know what happens at Kansas, but finish at Iowa State. Maybe you can get that one. Kansas State predicted tenth. All right, that's not bad. And you don't see a number. <laughs> I'm looking at the Kempom. You don't see a number lower than 38. There's 350. There's more than that. There's 350 teams in Division One. <laughs> there's no. Uh, it's just. It's just really bad. It's just really, really, really bad. And unfortunately, um, and I'll say it. Let's go back. You, you want to look back at the non-conference schedule West, where West Virginia only lost to a, a giant and only lost to Xavier, who who hasn't lost a game. <laughs> who had you, West Virginia played them on December third. They haven't lost since. I mean, they didn't lose that one either. The last time they lost was the two games in Portland, and then they haven't lost. And they beat UConn. And they beat uh, Villanova at Villanova. Like they've won some good games. So, um, but looking at the other teams and looking at the numbers beside their name, Mount St. Mary's two forty, Moorhead State two eighty nine, Portland State two thirty, Navy two oh seven, Stony Brook three twenty. So. Glass half empty person could say, I knew West Virginia was going to do the same thing they did last season because they beat the 320th best team, according to Kim Baum, by 11. 
And <laughs> I don't have much for you there. If you glass half full, West Virginia beat a UAB team that's pretty good. But now, now I'm looking that they've lost two in a row. I don't know. What do you want me to say? Do you want <laughs> I don't want to talk into a microphone about this team after watching that game. You're just not that close. Now, you rationalize Kansas is really good. They almost lost at home to Oklahoma State. They had a tough time with Harvard at home. And they dominate you in Morgantown, where they're not – it's not Allen Fieldhouse. It's the West Virginia University Coliseum. Hmm. I contemplated recording this while taking the dog for a walk, but I did it in here and just talking it out and trying to be positive. And the positive coming out of this game is that I can't imagine Eric, Eric Stevenson shooting like that two games in a row. Trey Mitchell was quietly solid and Kobe and Seth Wilson, their minutes are looking better and better and against pretty good competition. Like I don't hate the, not that I ever hate the Kobe Johnson and Seth Wilson minutes. I just little concerned at the beginning of the year and they're, they're getting better. And I feel better about like Seth Wilson, the shots that he was making against some of those lesser opponents in non-conference, he's still making crazy shots again. He made some, he made some shots against Kansas tonight that, you know, Kansas. Uh, (laughs) 0-3 is a terrible spot, and yet the next game, there's still stakes for the next game. Are you a DC person or a Marvel person? You know, you know the difference. DC, Superman, Batman, Catwoman. Robin, uh, you know, DC, Justice League, Zack Snyder, isn't he in the DC universe? Then you got Marvel, Iron Man, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Love, Captain America, Captain Planet. Is that right? Anyway. If you know the difference between DC and Marvel, then you probably have comic books. And you probably have comic books that you would like to sell to somebody. And that's where Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles come in. You call them at 304-416-3631 and tell them you've got DC comic books, Marvel comic books, other comic books. And they'll say, yeah, I'll buy them and I'll give you cash money. So comic books... Action wrestling figures, sports cards, give them a call, 304-416-3631. Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. So the next game for WVU is Wednesday, 7 p.m. ESPN Plus. So back-to-back ESPN Plus games in This one's been circled on the schedule. West Virginia will host the Baylor Bears. What we didn't know before the season, because how could we know? But both teams enter this game 0-3 in conference play. Baylor, they lost handily 
at home or on the road to Iowa State. They lost a nail biter in Waco to TCU, and then they lost their second nail biter in a row to Kansas State tonight. So two home losses. I believe the stat is that Scott Drew hasn't been 0-3 since his first year coaching the Baylor Bears in like 2003 or whatever. So both teams, this is a must win for Baylor. This is a must win for West Virginia. Baylor has some really good players. They've got Flagler still there, still shooting it like crazy from three. This team shoots a lot of threes. And so when you watch the first and and makes a good number of them. So when you watch the Kansas game tonight and see Kansas make a bunch of threes early, uh, the game plan for Baylor, spoiler alert, is going to be shoot a ton of threes. And Flagler is shooting 48%. And Cryer is shooting 35%. And Bonner shooting 35%. Now, that, those numbers don't blow you away, but they just keep shooting them. They shoot a ton of threes. And they, as a team, shoot 36% from three, which is which is pretty good across Division One. So they've got experienced guys. They've got Keontae George, which, are, which is a really good freshman. He's had some freshman moments, but he's really good. He's he's 6'4". He looks taller than that. And this is going to be a challenge. Oh, there's this other guy for Baylor. Not as good at three as those other guys. He's shooting 23% from three. Made a big three today versus Kansas State to take that game to overtime. Jalen Bridges returns to the Mountain State on Wednesday to play in a building he's played a bunch in for an, in another jersey. So Fairmont's own Jalen Bridges returns to Morgantown in a Baylor Bears uniform, you know, possibly like a like a neon green uniform, who's to say? And so both teams need a win. Jalen Bridges homecoming and I me mean, I don't there's there's different things that pop into my mind thinking about what could happen in this game. One of which it makes me think, uh, and this is not one of the positive ones. Have you seen the TV show Game of Thrones? Uh, if you haven't, then turn the podcast off. West Virginia's ten and five. All right, that everybody who hasn't watched Game of Thrones stopped listening, and they probably stopped listening when I was rambling early on in this podcast, let's be very honest, but that was their warning. So season two, what is it? Season two, when did the red wedding happen? (laughs) Or even like towards the end of season one, where, you know, what happened to Ned? Like I'm thinking about the like bad deaths from Game of Thrones and picturing that as like worst case scenario for West Virginia. Not that that it doesn't make it doesn't make sense, but it totally makes sense that in like it goes like Jalen Bridges with with the, I mean, he has the chance. I mean, picture the scenarios that Jalen Bridges would have if he goes to another school in conference 
what would be like top three things he could accomplish at Baylor? Now I'm guessing one of those things is to develop as a player enough to where he could play bas- basketball professionally. Right? That's that's a, that makes the podium, uh, but right up there with his future career in basketball would be to go back to Morgantown where he did not have nice things to say about the coaching staff when he left. He comes back and has the opportunity to put the nail in the coffin of West Virginia season. And you hate I hate to say that four games into an 18-game conference schedule, uh, but I also don't hate that because I know – uh, West Virginia has never been 0-4 in conference play or lost three in a row in conference play and played in a, in a postseason that, that matters. It's, it's never happened. And it's not like three seasons. It's so many seasons <laughs> of evidence since Bob Huggins has been the head coach of the Mountaineers. We've got plenty we've got a nice sample size to know that 0-4 is trouble. And especially this year, as we talked about earlier, where's the get right game? I don't see it. Uh, but this is a this is a opportunity for Jalen Bridges to stand over top of the entire state of West Virginia and like sword in the air screaming with his with his foot on the whole state's head. That's what's that's what's in play here. <laughs> I do not want that. Now I don't want I don't want anybody's foot on anybody's head. I don't I don't wish that for Jalen Bridges. I don't want the roles reversed. Uh, and I don't want to speak for Jalen Bridges, but I, I don't think he minds that description. I think he would love that he would love to do that. And so that's what you're up against. You're up against you can't go on for. You're up against uh, no get right games, and you're up against a team coming in who is 0 and 3 and needs a win. And on top of all of that, you've got a guy with an axe to grind that would love, <laughs> that would love to hold this in his pocket. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot of pressure. Uh, and that, and we'll see what happens on Wednesday night. It will it be a red wedding? Or will it just be West Virginia gets in the win column and and does a rare thing in the Big 12 win at home? <sighs> That's it for this episode. I, it's just a there. I'm not talking that into existence. It's on the table, though. And you know it's on the table. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts is a good one. Rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. That's a good that's a good thing. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt, WVU for the 2022-2023 season. They have 10 wins and they have 5 losses. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.